0: back to the Bar Stewards Inquiry in association with SystemBet.co.uk. I'm Catherine Fry and joining me as always are Lee Keys of SystemBet and John Lang of John Joe's Blogspot on Facebook. Today we're going to be looking at a uh, well, big weekend ahead of Christmas. We're going to be looking at Ascot and Haydock. Before we do, we've just got a, a couple of questions uh, from some of our listeners on Twitter um, first question from uh, Lorne Marvo. Thanks for this question. On the occasions that a long losing run occurs, do the panel typically continue or reduce by some factor? Uh, Lee, I'll go to you first.
1: Um, well, I mean, everyone has a limited tank. So if, if you're sort of running low on funds or, or, or if the run is taking you beyond the, uh, the twilight zone, <laughs> Um you, you kinda you just you just have to bet accordingly, it's like everything else you
0: cut your cloth accordingly
1: yeah, yeah. A- absolutely there's some times when you feel like you can attack when things are going well, and there's times when you you look at what's left in the bank and you just
0: have to yeah
1: it's sim- simply that's how it is yeah yeah,
0: yeah and John
2: yeah I mean I' would go along with that my, my biggest problem is stepping on when I'm doing well to be honest, yeah yeah mean. Lee's a master of pressing up, um, not anywhere near as good. Um, I've I got a coaching log at my own pace and there's times when I know I should be pressing up and I don't. And it's the old saying, isn't it? It's and money wins and out. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: very true. Yeah, I would say um, I'm pretty much the same as I have for sort of a pot and that if the pot goes, that's it. You know. <clears throat> tough, tough luck, really. And just have to sort of bide your time for a bit. Because I think you were, we were having a discussion the other week and it was like, well, you know, the, the good times will come again. You just kind of have to roll through it. I don't sort of uh, really view a race any differently because I think if you start to sort of change what you normally do, then it's like, you know, you're panicking. Um, but, yeah, I just... Um, just sit still and, and, and wait for it to, to roll again. But probably one of the things I am guilty of, if I am on a good run, I'm just like, you know, you get a bit excited then, don't you? And start charging at everything. So um, more discipline is, is needed there for me, definitely. But um, no, thanks for that question. Um, question here from Carl Swanson on Twitter. Uh, wh- which horse has been your proverbial cliff horse? The one horse that you always think today's the day, but never is, John?
2: Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, thankfully this thing only ran six times, otherwise I'd probably be living in Mumbai now and I throw out the bedroom windows. Um, the um if you cast your man's back and come with me back to the autumn of nineteen eighty nine. Okay. Um I was fairly involved at Freemason Lodge back in those days and they had a good two-year-old called Three Danzig, and uh, it looked like we were going to head for something like the a hundred. and it did a piece of work with this horse called Mazag, that was one of the most beautiful-looking things I've ever set eyes on. It uh-huh. ticked all the boxes for me, hard bare with black points, and wide across the forehead, perfect-looking horse. And this thing thumped Gay Danzig in a place of work and it hadn't even run. And it went to the ledger meeting to run in, I can't even remember the title of the race, it was the Queens on the Yorkshire Dragoons made. And Henry Cecil had a horse in it that nobody would ever have heard of called Sherian. That was the eleventh 10 favourite and this was a very really heavily backed 11 to 8 second favourite really heavily backed from this quarter as well. <laughs> And the two of them proceeded to knock spots off each other for about three and a half hours because they tried to make all. And Dean McEwen came through with a wet sail on a horse of Billy Watts's called Message Pad. <laughs> it was subsequently rated in the hundreds um, to sweep by the pair of them. And then um, I thought, well, he's and promise, you know, and that Michael could get Pegasus Bait first time out anyway. So. We goes to Newmarket in October of that year, and this time, you know, it's, it's going to be easy. He's had a run and no problem. His work's still being exceptional, and uh, he's 13 to 8 this time, so we're getting a couple of tickets bigger. And he ran into Muckdam, subsequently rated 100 nod, and, and he was third. And that was it for him for the season, and then in the spring he came out at the craven and mate. Now the horses were a little bit behind, but just in case, because I knew he was good, I had a little bit on it, and a four in the mid, he ran around 17, beaten by Lord Florey and a few others, again subsequently rated 100. Um, but there was going to be no excuse the fourth time, because he was going to Lingfield. And it was an average looking ling tail maiden. There was no problem whatsoever, other than the fact that there was 20 runners, and Wally missed the kick. Jawab, subsequently rated over 100, made all and made the most of the track bias down the stands rails. So there weren't fussy <laughs> about them days. But we couldn't believe our luck, really, because we only got a mark of 86, which meant he was going to shit up in the Britannia. Trouble was, Wally couldn't do the weight, he only carried uh, about seven, seven, I think. And uh, Paul Edry got the ride. Anyway, he ran fairly well, he was 13th of 26 after going off seven to one. Um, we, we then started to think he wasn't possibly putting it all in. Um, and the final throw of the dice was at Windsor, over a mile. And uh, it's the only time I've ever seen Wally lose his rag with us." He travelled well up to the tow pole and then just did not want to know uh, whether it was the 1st time advisor or what, I don't know. But uh, he, he, he dropped the shopping and Wally dropped a ton of bricks on him and that was it. But dear God, what an expensive arse <laughs> that was.
0: Good, good story, John. Lee, have you got one? Yeah, and it's
1: probably one it's probably one in more recent times and many National Hunt fans will sort of like really sort of reminisce about this. Thomas Crapper.
0: Oh, um, yeah. Uh
1: yeah. Robin Dickin and and I mean Charlie Poss. I mean <laughs> we, we used we used to just laugh because we'd be we'd be sat sort of playing and running, doing whatever, most Cheltenham festivals, while most people are having good good times at the course we'd be working, but but Thomas Crapper, you know, good old <laughs> ten-wide Charlie. You know, he'd, he'd be the widest of all, giving away 20 lengths every sort of <laughs> festival meeting. It's this year, it's this year, Charlie's year, this year. And then Irish Cavalier did him in 2015, yeah. you know, basically powering up the hill and, and, and did him. And we all said, if, if only Charlie had the balls to sort of ride a proper race, as in sit, sit nice and tight, closer to the inside just just save the ground you know it could have been different but charlie for some reason had, had he'd lost his bottle 25 years ago and <laughs> and and that was it it was eight wide charlie and poor thomas crapper the biggest sufferer of all i think at many a, a Cheltenham festival
0: yeah yeah i remember watching uh pl- plenty of those particular races mine's a bit more recent as well um was a irish handicap hurdler called glam jerry and i followed him pretty much over a cliff and i thought that he was a really good thing for the great wood in 2012 and subsequently had a little bit on and um, yeah finished like like all good each way bets he finished fourth um and there's only terms for three places so yeah he would be i think i learnt my lesson with with glam jerry that was um That was a very expensive run i think i think he just basically if i can remember rightly finished fourth in a lot of awful lot of handicap hurdles so um yeah fond memories of of good old glam jerry um we'll we'll move on on to ascot uh the long walk uh i always remember watching this in a betting shop in leeds where um when principal won here would that have been 98 would that have been um Christmas shopping in Leeds, watching that in a, in a betting shop. Um, that's my abiding memory of the Saturday before Christmas. Um, Lee, any any strong fancies at Ascot?
1: Um, interesting card. Um, a very competitive card. Um, going back to the long walk, I mean, obviously, fond memories for me would be Barracuda picking up Dino's Beano mm-hmm. uh, back in the day, um, you know, when Dino's Beano used to go 600 miles an hour and, <laughs> Yerdles clear and then Barracuda pick him up in the last sort of you know 200
0: Tearion.
1: yards, yeah. Um, um the, the long walk for me this year, I think it's a cracking renewal. Um,
0: yeah.
1: you know, fair play. Uh, you, you've got some absolute classics here Paisley Park, Time Hill, and the, the sort of you know, the outside the box main fact, which I think it sets mm-hmm. up for a fascinating race. And the way I've read this. Is that for me time will, will win the race. Um and I think despite time despite will win,
0: his penalty.
1: Despite yes. Um I think time will win the race. And I think the reason being is that may if you watch main fact uh clever horse, this he seems to just know where the winning post is. I know that's like an old cliche, but mm-hmm. you know, obviously the horse is sort of hard ridden miles out in every race he runs in, he's just going nowhere. Then he manages to find the, the the right stride late to get up and win his races, which I think it's admirable. It's, it's a wonderful sight to watch. of so nine wins on the, on the bounce, um, you know. But the problem with Time Hill is that you've got a horse here that's uber tough, and yeah. if you do that against Time Hill, Time Hill will just find more and more and more and more. Which he does every single race. He runs it, and I just think conditions are ideal. It's it's, it's a slugfest, and I I, I do think Time Hill um, would be my uh, my strongest Ascot that afternoon. But that's the long walk. Um, other races, um, Saint DeVassi's interested in the one fifty. Second, um, uh, Tom Simon's horses are really flying, and you know you can see the difference in this horse compared to previous seasons uh, mm-hmm. on his reappearance. Really interesting. And I just thought a special mention as well for Regal Encore. Um, not, not, necessarily, not necessarily that I just fancy the horse to win. It, it's just the fact it, it's kind of as I want to win. Just mm-hmm. because he's one of the highest horses rated in training at 12 years old. 151. There's only you know what I mean, Harry, that's, yeah. that, that's rated that high. And his Ascot record's immense. So Regal Encore, just for sentimental reasons, um, is interesting also Ascot that afternoon.
0: Yeah, I, when I looked at the um, long walk, I suddenly remembered and fished it out again, a, a note that I wrote on um Hurdle day at Cheltenham. Um, I found that Paisley Park, I think his undoing at the festival was actually the pace. Uh, and like Apples Jade went off in front, like literally like she had a rocket up her backside. And that was to be her last run. And and I was thinking like, all the way around, he, he can't come off a pace like this. Not a pace as hot as this. You knew Apples Jade wasn't going to stop. She could stay three miles. She also had the pace for two miles. And I, I do think that that was a sort of... It was a good bit of tactics, really, wasn't it? To take out the favourite at, at Cheltenham by doing that. I don't know if anybody else noticed that, but it seemed to me that was his undoing. And yeah. The... The long walk for me, again, I'm a massive Time Hill fan. For me, the only downside to this horse is the bloke on top of him. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Like, it just, I think he got a dreadful ride. Like The Albert Bartlett was a real good race, and I think he got a dreadful ride in that. He really did. Um, and I think that was, made the difference between getting beaten and winning. So, you know, we could be looking at an Albert Bartlett. When you hear the Albert Bartlett form, no surprise, is working out really well. I don't have a strong fancy in the race. I just find it impossible to back Time Hill as much as I just, such a massive admirer of his, just because Decky's on it. I just, I just can't do it. Um, yep. I, think, I, think, I think his confidence is absolutely shot to bits. I mean, those two falls at Cheltenham last weekend, just what was that about? I saw someone tweet, I can't remember who it was, I liked the tweet. Someone said, um, "Like Hobbs' schooling mornings must be absolute carnage." <laughs> like, I, thought, I thought that was really funny. I mean, Jesus Christ, he's, he is—he is terrible these days. He really is. Um, he's
1: got—he's got, he's got an uncanny knack of—and of, I did the stats on this. He's not the worst, but but he's he's up there, and okay. and he's got an uncanny knack of of of, of basically decking horses. Hence uh, yeah. his nickname, Decade. Um, You know, which well known in circles. Um, you know, it, it's, it's it's uncanny the amount of time. And, and I mean, we we'll joke privately, won't we? By by mm. text, and we'll just we'll just say he's done yeah. it again. Yeah. You know, it, it, here he goes again. I mean, it's just it's, it's yeah. uncanny. He it just it gets to the third or second last, and he whether he can't find a stride, I, I don't know what it is with him. But yeah, terrible.
2: Uh,
0: yeah, it's. um I mean, it is one of the great mysteries of the world how how he has been champion jockey and how he was second to McCoy all those years. It
2: was really big, um, that thing he won on today. Oh yeah, didn't it? The, the jump at the left, yeah, I mean, yeah. you got a better jump out of Million Magalys, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah that's good um, yeah it's just it's it's incredible, it really is. And I know we're gonna get we're gonna get the oh how many winners have you written? None. And I'm absolutely shit on the back of the horse. But I'm not a professional sportswoman. So, you know, uh, fine, I know it's easy to sit in your armchair and criticise, but to me, it just seems that he, he's losing it a little bit. Um, my fancies at Ascot. Um, I really fancy Dashel Drasher in the 115, Second run back after a wind ops, won at Ascot previously. I think you can excuse the run at Haydock last time when he was falling out the back of the TV. The ground was practically. And, and to be honest with you, just excuse any horse, a bad performance of that absolute hellhole, really. You know, the, the ground, everything at Haydock is just, everything is just wrong with that place, and it's a real shame. Um, he's one on soft, he's one on heavy, so I think he's he's my bet in the one fifteen. I like Drumcliffe, Christmas winner for, Harry is going to want to give his sister-in-law a winner for Christmas. Uh, Annie O'Connor coming over to ride Drumcliffe in the one fifty. And in the Betfair exchange, quite like one at a price kick commando. Um, listed one at Ascot last time out. Again, he was beaten on desperate ground at Haydock on the same day that Dash Drasher was beaten. I'm not going to worry about that again. 16 to 1 in the Anthony Honeyball stable. Um, that's actually <laughs> my, my best of the weekend. Um, Catherine,
1: Catherine yes. what did you think to Ari Verderchi in in, in in that race?
0: In the, um, yeah,
1: the 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 for Exchange, the 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 one the one that fell at Haydock, you know, uh, John John Joe O'Neill.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let me just let me. I just no. I mean,
1: <laughs> sort of beat Warlord at Weatherby, um, you know, quite quite comprehensively. I felt yeah uh, under Jonathan Burke, Shang Tang was in third. The form just had a very solid look oh, to it. Oh yeah, and then it then, then haydock um, it was going it
0: well
1: when he fell. It? He, he was trading around just a shade of odds on yes. at the time, and everyone sort of thought. I mean, I, I was talking to a, a few other colleagues, and we all said this had definitely won. We 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 all we all yeah. felt this would have gone on to win rather comfortably. So
0: yeah, yeah. It was quite. A, it, was quite um, it was quite a horrible fall, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, that kind of and Tom tie goes on for the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't know why that is, but but yeah, I just, I just again, I mean, it's probably a bit obvious, but I, I just felt yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Um, yeah, of course, I have to, on on all that has to come into the reckoning. I was just because at the time I remember thinking, Christ, I hope they're okay because it was really bad. And and John Joe Jr. stayed down for a bit. Um. I always worry about backing a horse off the back of a really bad fall. Um, first time, like, first time tongue tie. Um, yeah. He went off favourite for that race at Haydock, didn't he? In the end, 40, he did. Yes. Ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to put anybody off him. To I, I, me, I just worry about a heavy fall last time out and what that's what that's sort of you know done to them psychologically but i'm not gonna the way he was traveling at haydock and through that i mean it was like a bloody pond wasn't it it was the, the yes. ground just absolutely horrendous so i don't think um the ground at ascot gonna hold any worries for him yeah um john what are your thoughts on ascot tomorrow
2: Well, at first, when I had a look and saw that we had Ascot and Hadock on a Saturday and it was going to be muddy, (laughs) I thought to myself, well, I'm going to be snorting three or four lines of strawberry Nesquik just to (laughs) even face the the prospect of going through the cards. Then I got surprisingly sucked into it and, um, well, I've actually already had a bet at Ascot and... uh, I've advised my blog spotters to do the same. Ah, yes. I know what this is. But we uh, we were all over Harambe last night. Um it runs in the three thirty five. Um I point felt, point. Yeah, I felt this was going as well as anything when it fell. Yeah. Um I know there is a thing about don't back asses after the crashing <laughs> for last time. Um but I did think sixteen to one was a table.
0: Okay.
2: I, well I've got to get involved here. Um despite the sickening run I've been having. Um, and not particularly wanting to have a bet before boxing Day, I thought I'm gonna have to fix <laughs> something. <laughs> I ended up having another bet today as well. Um so yeah, about that. Um I thought at three o'clock it was hard to crab the conditional, but I didn't think Adidas and might get a bit closer than you, but I don't think was the best advantage that day.
0: Yeah, there's been but. a little bit of money for Ard Lesson, hasn't there? Because I, 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 I've I, backed Ard Lesson before and thought that he might have possibly been not off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I see that there has been a little bit of money for him tomorrow, which kind of makes me think, oh, tomorrow uh-huh. the day.
2: Um, the long walk, I- I wouldn't be having a bet. I did think Roxana wasn't out of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, but yeah, The right. allowance and on the clock, maybe, I just didn't, you know, it will be on the premises. The 150, I, I, I kind of like for it. I'm still sort of boating around around me, yeah, that's Szentervasi, well, French-bred war wagon all go in the ground, won't it? Um, smarty Wild would be dangerous with a play around, but, you know, there's... <laughs> <laughs> There's reasons to not expect to play around. Um Henriksant, uh, first go on proper heavy since his last win. Um yeah. German Panzer this one, you know, so do you, do you back the German Panzer to roll over the French war wagon? Or do you back Gardfort who was dropped like the proverbial stone for a few power runs? Some of them were a little bit debatable, shall we say? Okay. Um, well-treated multiple heavy ground winner for the Winsome One is Venetia, <laughs> um, who doesn't have a bad record at Ascot in cloud-failed conditions. Yeah. You know, she keeps popping up on these Saturdays when, you know, a lot of people think she's handed a license in, you know, and another winner for the straight month. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's just the um, way she operates, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, used to call it streaky, didn't and Now they call it winsome. <laughs> um, winsome, lose some. Uh, morning spirit in the 12.30, been quite progressive going up in trip as well, I thought. Um up last time, probably a disadvantage. Handles the ground, joint second best on clock, possibly okay. Yep. Um, yeah, that was about my take on the Scott card, really.
0: Okay, I know that um, you two have looked at the um, Haydock card as well, and fancy a couple there. Uh, Lee, your take on Haydock? Wow, eleven fifty start.
1: Yeah, um, forget the eleven fifty. We're <laughs> all sort of eating, eating, baking sandwiches, and, and and doing our own thing at that time. Eleven fifty, you know, it's terrible it's still shower at that time. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, the I've, I've I've two interests at Haydock. Um, One's pretty boring, but one's like pretty okay, I think. Two or five here, Doc McGowan's pass. Okay. Um, big Sandy Thompson, um, <laughs> love the, the fella, to be honest. I, everyone loves Big Sandy. Um, Is he big? I don't think I've ever seen him. Well, I always said Big Sandy. It sounds good, doesn't it? It's like Big Sam, you know. Yeah, like all yeah, you know, yeah, the puns yeah. said, Big Sam, Big Sandy. It sounds good. Um, but yeah, McGowan's pass. Um... I thought was a, a crack in each way, but there because if you look at his form, he was second to the con man three starts ago. Lakeview Lad was in third. The con man's gone in again since. Uh-huh. Um, he was then second to main fact at Weatherby on the uh, main fact was off 123. Well, he's not going to win that. Uh, and in the, the third, horse was phlegmatic. Mm-hmm. Um, of Dan Skelton's, um, again, it, it, it's quite solid form. It's, and last time I was second to the Gubernator, which I like, I like Gubernator, um, over the minimum trip. I think he's a, a very useful animal, um, and I think that form's really strong. And there are a few question marks about runners in here. And I felt McGowan's pass had outstanding claims in this, so uh, he was my because, for example, Warlord they've got three to one favorite, he's 12 pounds from, yeah. um uh when he raced against Ari Vodochi at uh, at yep. um up seven pounds for winning at haydock and I just felt that was gonna put him quite vulnerable with puppy power on board. Um <laughs> you know we, we, we need some we need some WrestleMania to get for, the yeah. gallons pass home, I think. And I thought that was a fantastic heat trip at the two or five. If if you want a banker of the day and This is the way I play the game sometimes. People say, well, how do you bet in big handicaps? How do you bet in, you know, where it it seems unfathomable? Well, if you go through the runners, I think you can rule sort of two-thirds out of most fields. And the the Tommy Whittle, uh, for example, the 240, I'm astonished if the winner isn't Hill Hill 16 or Sir John. Um, Hill 16 on the trainer change uh, to Nigel, Swiss and Davis. This season from the Corpse Soup Smith Yard. Um, you know, absolutely dead as a dodo that yard, and it's, it's done, finished. Um, and 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 this horse has looked absolutely different gear uh, since that switch. Um, and he could be anything. He could be, he could be see, he could be anything, he could be 150 plus this this, this guy, he's massive, jumps fences for fun, hill 16, demolished them at Fast last It was embarrassing. Um, and Sir John as well um yeah demolished them at Carlisle second to Dominator at Chepstow last start last season Dominator was off 127 that day now Dominator, as we know is 140 plus Sir Joan very well in but hill 16 and Sir Joan if you can get even money to five to four the pair to win <laughs> the Tommy Whittle that's would you back the rest at even money? I mean absolute corpses the rest in the race if you look they're all exposed Mins highest son Colin Tizard, Dead Yard. Eng uh, Richard Newland, Lord Napier, Bowen, Dead Yard. Roll Again won a bad race at Ludlow, Venetia Williams. Uh, Cricks Escape, Gillian Burnass, who? Um, <laughs> Boy, Boy, uh, Bridgewater's, you know, 125 out of his class. Sam's Adventure, Brian Ellison, Dead Yard. Pop, pop Rocks, are, you know, ungenuine. So basically, even money five to four, Hill 16 and Sojourn is... Is for me, that's the better of the day if you're playing it cute.
0: Okay, great stuff, Lee. See uh, Tegorek goes tomorrow at Haydock as well.
1: <laughs>
0: Good old Tegorek. Yeah. He was, um, funny, tell them. he was funny when he put his head over the rail. I was just yeah. like, nah, just gonna have a look over here. Um, John Haydock, fancy it? Well, yeah.
2: unlike Lee, who will be rolling over and giving us an extra scratch at 11.50... <laughs> Um, <laughs> you are,
0: you are so above
2: the green button. Um, thinking, um I think the run this fit myself. And last time out, it just looked as was stretching its stamina a bit. They're dropping it back in trip here. And we're getting all the usual accoutrements. We're getting the tongue tied, the cheek paces as Mark yeah, gets sure. involved in a. Lithuanian drug dealer. Um I think this can make all in this race. Um and I'm I'm quite confident about this actually, which is a bit worrying. So it's probably gonna stinker. Um but yeah, I like that very much. Um a cornerstone lad would lap him in the Norwich chase. Um but it'll be about twenty eight to one, I don't know what it's Captain Moret um, is probably my best on the card there. I think you see some fairly out of form rivals out. Ought to love the Kirkland provided soft slop (laughs) as well. Uh, 205, I put a token selection in for the last day. For the last day. Uh, (laughs) could, Could do well off this mark, not much. Different than a winning chase, Mark, really. Um, and another one that I thought i love a bit of turkey slippage <laughs> is uh, labelled as Obo in the 316. It's absolutely crash down the way. Uh, it could be dead, you know. But, hmm. um, I also had, I had a brief look at Newcastle. Uh, I've seen worse cards. I, I once flopped a three of spades when a forward have given me four fours, but this is a bad card indeed. Uh, we have, and, and I noticed Ben Aslam trains once a year. Pay? Does anybody know how this came about? Maybe collect twelve empty crisp packets or something. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think he gets the he gets the he gets the kind of um, the finished jobs, doesn't he? Did Pat train for him? You guys would have more of a clue on that for me. I don't slum,
2: think... As long as used to call him there was, there was Big Sandy, there was Big Haslam wasn't there? As well, like... <laughs> Oh, big.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that was that was my take on Kirky's little project.
0: Okay, excellent. Um, so we will move on to our patent. We are determined to get one up aren't we, you know, let's face yeah. it, it's just determine. Definitely, we'll you know. get one before the end of next year. Okay, oh, that's good, gives me, gives me a good time frame. So, my best of the day is Kid Commando in the Betfair Exchange Hurdle at Ascot. Uh, John, what's yours?
2: Um, at the Filthy Hairdock, Captain Warratt.
0: Okay, Lee? Um, mine
1: would be in the Two or Five Hairdock, McGowan's Pass. For Big Sandy. For Big Sandy.
0: <laughs> okay, so you'll all be delighted to hear that we are going to be recording a Christmas special, um, to cover all the erasing over the festive period. Um, we're going to be recording it on the twenty third, so you know when you're really bored of um, all the crap films that are on TV on Christmas Day and things like that. You- and
1: the other crap podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: You can you can give us a listen. Um, so we'd quite like it um, if you could give us. We're sort of going for some yearly prizes. So as we head towards the end of 2020, we want to know what is your non-jigger of the year, your your bent. I think John wrote these questions. The your bent twat of the year and your big, <laughs> and, and the biggest shit house of the year. So that's non-jigger of the year bent twat of the year and the biggest shithouse of the year if you could tweet us on at bar stewards the on twitter or do feel free to leave a comment on our facebook page or on john's facebook page on john joe's blogspot or on the bar stewards inquiry facebook page Um, let us know what you think and we'll go through them Emma have a good chuckle and we will read some out on air for our festive special Um, but for now have a great weekend and we will talk to you next week thanks a lot bye bye